Welcome to the Scale Up Your Business podcast. In this podcast, we talk about what it takes to go from startup to scale up and beyond. How to significantly grow your business, create freedom, build wealth, and live life on your terms. Featuring some very special guests and experts to give you advice and direction on your journey. And now, introducing your host, entrepreneur, investor, and scale-up specialist, Nick Bradley. Hi, everyone. It's Nick here. Welcome to 15 Minutes to Action. Well, it's the beginning of 2021, and at this time of year, I know a lot of you are out there thinking goals, strategies, actions, all the things that you want to do to have an amazing year. Some of you are probably leaving a little bit late considering we're a few, well, well and truly over a week into 21, but my message to you is it doesn't matter when you start as long as you kind of get focused and start to do the work. So I'm going to give you a bit of a short one today. It's 15 minutes to action, so I promise to keep within my allotted time slot. And what we're going to talk about is productivity. We're going to talk about productivity tools to be specific because I get asked lots of questions, right? And I'm always very appreciative of people taking an interest in my life and how I do things. So I'm always very happy to share the various things that I'm doing. So over the course of the last few weeks, I've been getting lots and lots of questions about my daily routine. What do I do in the mornings? What time do I get up? What do I do throughout the day? Then what happens at evenings? So I am going to do a podcast on that very, very soon. Because the real answer to that is it changes. I'm always testing things out. I'm iterating. I'm evolving what I do because my goals are progressing and therefore the things that I need to do to make those goals come alive to be achieved are also changing, also evolving. But the other question I get asked is, what are the tools you use, Nick? What do you use to maximize your productivity, to maximize your focus, your energy? Um, what, is that, what does that look like? What is that ecosystem? This is um, a specific question I got just this, uh, this yesterday, actually. So what I'm going to do today is I'm going to take you through the things that I use, and I'm also going to give you a bit of a specific view on the things that I don't use because I have tried lots of things. Now, before I get into it, I want to say one massive caveat, and that is simply this. You can spend forever trying to find the best tools to increase your productivity. You can literally spend hours Googling and watching YouTube videos and speaking to experts or listening to experts and gurus about, you know, what's the best, latest killer app that's going to make you the most amazing, supercharged productivity person in the world. So my message here is simple. There are lots of hacks out there. There are lots of things that can you know, take your time away, but be very, very clear that if you're in that place, if you're in that pathway, perhaps it's just another way of procrastinating. Perhaps by trying to find the perfect answer, perhaps that's actually pulling you away from the thing you know you should be doing, which is taking the action in the first place. So I just want to put that caveat out there. And, you know, again, no judgment. I say that with massive respect because I've been there and I've pulled myself out, and what I do now is much more focused. Okay, so let's get into it. So what are the tools that I use to maximize productivity? Well, the first thing I use, which I literally can't live without, is G Suite, Google. Some people love Google. Some people hate Google. Some people are kind of, I only love Apple. Apple is it. Um, I'm a little bit more um, broad in my thinking. 
So I use a lot of Apple products, my iPhone, my MacBook, all that sort of thing. But I love G Suite. I love Google's ecosystem for management of everything. And the reason I like it is a couple of reasons. One, it's free, predominantly free. Obviously, you have to buy storage and all that sort of thing, but it's pretty accessible. And that's great if you've got teams and you've got teams that are diverse across various countries as well. And it just kind of integrates. It kind of works with everything. It's not sort of hardware specific or anything like that, which you can sometimes get into that problem a little bit with the Apple Apple ecosystem. Google tends to work on most things. And so my calendar is a Google calendar. I call that my hub. And off the back of that, as I said, I integrate that with my teams and I've got a really disciplined way of using Google Calendar because I make sure that everything is color coordinated. (laughs) Come on, get it out today, Nick. Color coordinated so that I know what my specific tasks are. So if I want to look at a week and I want to see where I'm putting my time, that use of color is a very, very transparent way of giving me, you know, the message, giving me some insight about what I'm actually doing. All right, so that's the first thing. Second thing I use, which is aligned to that, is I use Calendly. Now, Calendly is a meeting planning, meeting scheduling tool. And there are other things out there, but the reason I use Calendly is, again, it integrates well with everything. I can plan my calendar in advance. Um, I like the fact that it can link with something like Zoom, and therefore Zoom allows me to um, be able to put a Um, a Zoom meeting request or meeting application within the actual invite itself. I like the fact that I can have various um, measures in terms of how many meetings I have per day, how many podcast interviews, I can have buffers in between. It just works really well. And for some of the coaching and mentoring I do where I charge for specific sessions, I can integrate integrate that with Stripe and that links into my, um, my accountancy software and all those other bits. So if you haven't got something which helps you manage your meeting scheduling, I suggest you look at a few different options, but Calendly is the one that I use. And because I mentioned it just then, I'll mention it now. Zoom. Zoom, oh my God, what a godsend. A lot of people go, oh my God, I can't stand Zoom. I can't stand the fact that, you know, I, I, I can't get out of the place. We've just had this whole year of COVID and there's more coming. But for, for our businesses, for the stuff that I do, for getting out there and talking and communicating and sharing the various um, insights that I have, Zoom has just been so powerful for my Accelerator uh, cohort members, for my clients all over the world. I've got lots of different um, businesses that I work with, particularly in the US. Zoom has just opened all that up. Now, of course, there are some things I don't like about Zoom, like all-day meetings, which I've had a couple of those over the last few months. But let's be honest, it's an amazing platform for what it is. I think everyone who has been sort of stuck in lockdown in various Places around the world have relied on Zoom. There's been more pub quizzes, Christmas quizzes, friends drink meetups, whatever, on Zoom. So as a platform in its own right, as a tool, it's amazing for productivity and for other things. And I could have related back to when I used to use Skype and some of those other areas. And there's a few other ones out there besides Zoom, but I find Zoom the most integrated with everything I do and the best one. Alrighty. So moving on, in terms of how do I manage my goals, how do I manage my projects, I use a project management um, piece of software called Trello. Now, there are other ones out there. There's Asana, there's Monday.com. We actually use Monday.com on more the business side of things. But in terms of just managing how I set out my goals, I use the boards, they're called Canva boards, I think, um, in uh, Trello because it allows me to look at the whole 
year of what I'm trying to achieve across various areas. And I find the visual way it presents itself, the way you can integrate pictures as well as write various notes and actions and you can assign tasks. It's a really, really simple way of just getting yourself clear on what you're trying to achieve. So Trello is one I recommend. Asana is also good, but Trello I just find a little bit more easier to use. Aligned to Trello, I use Todoist. Now Todoist is, it's called a digital action list, but I love it because it essentially allows me to create all of my goals, all of my tasks, all of my actions. And again, it integrates with my Google Calendar so that I have everything that I need to get achieved for any given day scheduled there. So we work across all of our businesses in 90-day blocks, 90-day cadence, which I talk about. I have seven strategic blocks, rocks as they're called, in the world of traction and Gino Wickman. We have seven of those as a maximum every quarter. And I have those specified very, very clearly in my Todoist. And that's, you know, put under the heading, the Q1 action areas or Q1 strategic priorities. And then from that, I can break down the various strategies and tasks. I can then uh, schedule those um, really clearly, really simply into my diary, um, into my calendar, and it just works really, really well. So I use Trello for the main planning. I then put all the actions into Todoist, and then that goes straight into my Google Calendar so that I can manage my time effectively using that link up of three different um, systems, if you like, or three different tools. Now, the last one that I use around this level of productivity is Evernote. Now, Evernote is quite simply, I just use it for, for digital note taking. I also have a manual um, journal, if you like, that I can write things down with, you know, traditional sort of pen paper. But Evernote is where I take all my notes for any of the client calls I've got. If I want to do anything that I need to share with other people, if I want to write an article, if I want to do my podcast planning, Evernote is great. It's usable across multiple devices, which I like. It updates really simply. And I just, I've used it for so long now. It's, it's almost like a way of me just keeping track of everything. Again, some people use Word documents and they, and they host them, if you like, in uh, Google Drive and all that. I just find that very, very cumbersome. I think Evernote for me is just an easy way of doing it. So it's, the, again, just the simplest one that I've found to use. And then I suppose the line with that, as I said, Evernote was the last thing I talk about. There's one more. Um, I use Slack or we use Slack across Scale Up Your Business for all team communication. It's not perfect. Sometimes we use WhatsApp as well, but Slack is a great way of just communicating cross-functionally, setting up different teams, and again, a really, really good way of just doing things quickly. If you need to get a quick note out to people or you need to leave a message, um, I find Slack is a great way of just sharing that message without, again, using something which can be pretty time intensive and pretty poor in terms of productivity like email. Alrighty, I said I'd be 15 minutes and I'm about halfway through, so we're gonna rattle through those. So they're the main ones I use for productivity, the reasons why I use them and why I favor them out of other options. What I wanna talk about now is some of the ones that are probably less work-related, but I was thinking about this episode today and thinking, God, you know, what apps am I using all the time on my iPhone? And these are the ones that come out. Okay, so in terms of health and fitness, I use Strava. I do a lot of running, you know, lots of long distance running, and I use Strava for two reasons. It integrates with the watch that I have. My fitness watch is a Coros. I used to have a Garmin, but I just prefer Coros now to, again, a simpler, more precise watch, a newish brand, really good sort of upstart brand out of the US. 
and that integrates well with Strava. I can track all my running, all my fitness, any hit workouts. And the good thing about Strava, it's a social platform and I've got lots of friends in the fitness world and I get to share different things I'm doing and see what they're doing as well. The next area is kind of my emotional state meditation. I use two different apps here. I use Calm, I use Daily Calm. It's a 10 minute meditation every morning, which is a really nice way to start the day, really focused. And the one that I've been playing around with recently is called Waking Up with Sam Harris. And that's a little bit more detailed into the science behind meditation. So if you wanna go a little bit deeper, if you've been doing meditation for a while and you're finding Calm a little bit simplistic, then Waking Up is a good one to progress to. Uh, the other one that's pretty good is Headspace, but I got a little bit bored with that. I find Calm, she's got more stuff into it, the sleep stories and things like that. It's just a more rounded platform, so it's really cool. In terms of journals, as I said, I use a notebook, a bullet journal for my daily writing. I write every morning as part of my morning routine, ask a series of different questions depending on what I'm thinking about with business, with other things. So I use that. The only digital journal that I use is called the Five Minute Journal which is really focused on daily gratitude. So it's gratitude in the morning, the three things that you're grateful for, and you know, at the same thing at nighttime. And I find it's a really nice way to open the day and close the day, being grateful for everything I have, the people around me, the experiences, the opportunities. And I found that particularly when I was going through COVID personally, doing that every day is a discipline, doing it every single day, certainly through the, the weekdays as a priority, it just grounded me really well to stay focused on the positive things when there was a lot of chaos around everything else. Okay, we're almost there, last couple. So the other ones, which are probably no surprise to anyone that I use a lot, well, I use Audible all the time. I love audiobooks. I find that I can leverage time well. If I go for a run, there's often an audiobook playing. If I'm doing something around the house, um, even housework, which I do on occasion, um, without leveraging, you know, I listen to an audiobook. And then if I really like the audiobook, I'll often go and buy the physical copy so I can write notes in it. But Often I like listening to the author speak. And one of my favorite books over the last couple of years, which I've mentioned before, is David Goggins' Can't Hurt Me. And the reason I love that is that he's literally telling the story in between the chapters of what happened around that in his life. So you don't get that when you read a book. But my personal view is it's great to have both. You know, if you really love a book, you can try it out on, on, on something like Audible. Uh, the other one that I like is Blinkist, which is similar but just short form, so 15-minute summaries. And then if you like that, you can go and buy the physical book and get more involved and take notes. And the last one, Apple Podcasts. Of course, Apple Podcasts. You're listening to me now, rant on. It's where I listen to all my podcasts. I listen to so many podcasts. I've got heaps of them. Not a lot of business ones, mainly just lifestyle ones that I like. My favorite is um, the Rich Roll podcast, which is a little bit more earthy around sort of endurance and nutrition and energy and and it's just a great podcast but um, I'm often running listening to that and stuff like that so that's the one that gets a lot of use it gets a lot of button pressing on the old iPhone so that's it that's my productivity tools quite a lot and some of the other apps that I use um, I just want to finish by saying technology is such a wonderful thing and we sometimes take it for granted. And if this last year has taught us a lot that, you know, without technology, we wouldn't have had the really positive experiences that we've had. So hopefully this episode is useful for you. Um, as I said, I've tried lots of different things. If I've now shortened the list so that you're not going to procrastinate as much, you can get fully involved in actually, you know, doing some stuff to drive actions and all that sort of thing, then I've done my job for today. So that's it. As always, be grateful, be brave, have faith and show up. Bye for now.
And there you have it, another episode of Scale Up Your Business. Thank you very much for listening. And if you haven't yet, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help the show become even better. And while you're there, make sure you hit that subscribe button to help you on your scale up journey. Now, perhaps you're thinking of growing and scaling your business. Perhaps now is the time. If that's you, then please check out suyb.global. That's where we have all of our programs, including the Growth Accelerator Partnership, the Maximize Value Partnership, all of our services, and of course, coaching and mentoring. Once again, be grateful, be brave, have faith, and show up. Until next time.